Testing, testing. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Chatting Shit with Ashley. You're now listening to Chatting Shit with Ashley, a podcast by yours truly, Ashley. <laughs> um, today I am alone, but I, I did ask my friend Chloe to come do the pod with me and um I'm really excited for what we have in store that should actually be really fun I just want to talk today about this narrative excuse my French this BS narrative basically that I've been seeing a lot on Twitter basically around men and I'm like the narrative's not bullshit, but some parts of it, when I talk more about it, you'll kind of understand. But um, it kind of started, I, saw, I started seeing a lot more after the death of Kevin Samuels. And honestly, I'm not mad. There's a lot of men out here that really think that you can fully categorize a high value woman versus a low value woman. I don't even want to get into that, but I will. Uh, Based on the first date, I did see a clip on my TL that was actually pretty funny. It was this girl and she had (laughs) went on a date with this guy. And basically she said that she did not she did not want to go home with them after the date. She said that she had paid for the date and paid, no, paid for her meal, paid for his gas while he covered his own meal. And she told him that she did not want to go home with him. And he said, well, you could just walk, like walk home. She, He said, you live close enough to walk. I don't see why it would be an issue. And then she said, so because I don't want to sleep with you, means that you're not going to bring me back. I think that's crazy that guys this way actually think like this. Truly. Who are, who's raising these men? No, who's raising these boys? What really gives you the right to actually think like this? It's kind of crazy. So I'm reading into it. I'm reading the comments and people are like, seriously, I'm going to try to find, um, gonna try to find the actual video I kind of lost it on the timeline you know on Twitter like rebuffs there are men who are like well yeah you didn't want to go home with him so it's not wrong for him to ask you to find a ride back find a way back home and I'm like that's actually crazy that's actually crazy what about a first date makes you feel entitled to go home with someone, to have them come back to yours. In this day and age, in in this year, 2022, what makes you think a woman will actually go back to you, back to yours after the first date? Not even like, I'm sex positive, do whatever you want, really, truly. But if she's like, not saying wanting to save herself, but if she's not wanting to give herself up in that way if she's not wanting to connect with you like that if she doesn't feel like she wants to have sex with you that night 
why are you trying to coerce her, trying to convince her to come back to yours? You should not be wanting to be together with someone who you have to convince to be together with you. If you have to convince someone to go home with you, you don't, that's not right. Like it's truly not right. You should not be trying to do that. It's crazy to me. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm trying, <laughs> trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't see any benefit here. Um, it's very weird. It's very creepy. It's very odd. And to be honest, it's corny. You shouldn't be doing that. And so I, I'm seeing more and more clips of Dr. Umar and Kevin Samuels and all this stuff and seeing high value versus low value women. I see men taking these, cherry picking these things that these men who are supposed to be leading them in the right direction, giving them good fatherly advice, whatever the hell that may be, are they're cherry picking these things. Sometimes not even cherry picking, just listening to the drivel that they're spewing out of their mouths and telling women, oh, you want me to have a degree, have a job, have a house or a place to live. You want me to pay for the dates? Pay. Listen, I'm the type of girl who likes chivalry. I don't think that I'm asking for too much if we're going out on a date. I mean, I'm in New York. There's no way I'm letting you come to my apartment um, as a first date. I've done that and we see how that ended with train guy. So I'm not letting you come to my apartment on the first date. I'm not going to sleep with you on the first date. I'm not going to go over to yours on the first date. I'm going to get to know you as you should get to know me. Like, I know I'm hot. I I know I'm hot. You know I'm hot. Get to know me for my personality. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. You know what? I do like it when a man pays for my dinner. I will not pay. If it's a date, you're asking me out on a date, I'm not paying for my food. Point blank, period. If you are asking me out on a date, I'm not paying for my food. If, you know, we've gotten more comfortable, we're seeing each other, things are progressing, yeah, I might go Dutch, but I'm not paying for my own meal on a first date. If you don't pull out my chair for me on a first date, if you walk on the inside of the street, if you don't open the door for me, any of these things, these are just basic, basic things. I mean, the bar to the floor. I'm not going out with you a second time. And I've completely ghosted people for that. I have had (laughs) many a date where the man, just little things that people have, I guess, not told him were gentlemanly. I've not gone back out with him. I had a date where he was great. He was nice and everything. But when the check came, I'm not going to make a show of trying to reach for the check. I'm not. I'm going to sit there and wait. I'm not even going to get up and excuse myself to go to the restroom. I'm going to sit there and watch you put your card down. I went on this date and when it was time, he had asked for the check and he was like, I'm going to go up and go to the restroom. I was like, okay. So I just sit there I'm waiting. The the waiter, I don't remember. The waiter comes back, brings a check. 
and I'm just sitting there looking pretty. I fixed my lip gloss, whatever. I'm just, you know, texting my friends, making sure that they know that I'm still on this date, whatever. He comes back and he kind of looks a little confused by why the check is still in, in the exact same position as it was left. And he comes back down. He sits down. He has a, a sip of his drink. And I'm just waiting there for him to, you know, take out his wallet and pay. This is not me trying to be anti-feminist. This is not me, you know, trying to get a free meal. If you want to take me out, you are going to treat me very well. Very well. There's no way that I'm letting, like, absolutely not. Don't worry. I have my own money to pay for this food. I can buy this food twice over. The thing, the, the thing is, you're not about to just, like, you're going to show me some respect. You're going to show me that, you know what? I actually want to, you know, go out with you. Like, I respect your time. Thank you for letting me take you out. Not a, mm, okay, let's see if she goes half. I ended up not paying for that date as I should not. Um, he paid for all of it. It was a little weird. Then he mentioned, and this is why I have kind of formulated a plan now. He mentioned that he lived close by and around the restaurant. And I was like, oh, that's great. Good for you. Um, I'm going to get an Uber back to mine. So let me know when you get home. And he was like, oh, you're not coming? It's like, no, I'm not. I did not make the excuse that I had work in the morning. I did not make the excuse that, oh, I was tired. My head hurts. None of that. Straight up and honest. Heard from him a little while after that. Kind of told him what was up and was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm honestly, I didn't really feel a connection and I thanked him for the meal and I said that I would love to be friends, but romantically I didn't, I didn't feel anything. And, um, he was kind of pissed. He was kind of pissed. Basically he had said, well, I'm glad you enjoyed your meal kind of in a condescending snarky way. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I made the right decision. The type of guys that will make you pay for your own portion of the meal on a first date without any prior arrangements, agreements, any of that are not worth my time. And they're not worth yours either. Obviously, I'm not telling you to go out on dates for free meals because that's a little bit like, actually, that's a lot taking advantage of people and I don't condone that. But you sh- like you should fully expect your meal to be paid for. You should fully expect whatever activity you do on a date to be paid for. Okay, editing Ashley here. And I just want to let you know, I don't know the rules for like not straight relationships. I don't know who should be paying or whatever. So Take this with a grain of salt. Don't actually, like, if you're going to listen to me, yeah, great. But I'm only speaking on my experience in, like, straight relationships. So I don't know, like, who should be paying what, if you're non-binary, if you're what the rules are. But so just keep that in mind. 
And please don't come for me in my Instagram DMs because um had a couple people come for me in my Instagram DMs and I don't like it. I don't understand. I'm like, I'm not well versed in that scene because that's just not like, it's not me. So, um, but yeah, um, please enjoy the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I have been going out with this guy. Um, I forget what we called him in the last episode. I don't even know if we talked about him in the last episode, but we'll call him the pilot. And it's been going well. I did break up with him. Um, I kind of wanted to like do my own thing and like do like a little time apart. I wasn't too sure if I actually liked him. So I wanted to take some time apart and see like how I felt. And I know that might not be the best way, but I also didn't want to lead him on. So I reached back out to him and we started seeing each other again. Um, we saw each other two days in a row on Friday and invited him to this bar where we were watching a friend of a friend DJ and hang out and everything. That was great. So then the next day we were like, oh, let's hang out during the day. I had such a busy day. I mean, I walked 27,000 steps. I don't know if you know what that is, but it, I'm pretty sure I walked, ended up walking what, like nine miles. I don't know. Let me check. Because it was actually pretty insane. I know. <laughs> I walked 12.3 miles and climbed 13 flights of stairs. I also had a spin class um, that morning and a facial that evening. And then I also went and had dinner with my friend. But anyway, during the day, me and the pilot, we walked around. We hung out. Did a little window shopping. Um, I was really craving ice cream, like gelato. So we, after my spin class, he took me to like a diner for breakfast, which was completely fine with me is exactly what I wanted. Then we walked around and then we found a gelato place. I was first in line. I ordered and everything and I was getting ready to like pay. I just kind of like forgot getting ready to pay and he orders and he's like, no, like he doesn't even say anything, but his body language was like, no, like I'm paying for this. He paid for our meal, which I fully expected. He's a very chivalrous guy. And I appreciate that about him. We're still trying to feel each other out. I kind of feel bad because I've been dragging things out a little bit, but that's beyond the point. He doesn't expect me to sleep with him just because we've been on X amount of dates doesn't expect anything from me. And I really appreciate that. And it's giving me time to really feel him out, feel us out the vibes because in this like Roe v. world, I'm not about this. Yeah. No question. So anyway, he, uh, he was really sweet and everything. And I'm telling you the story because I know that there are good guys out there that exist. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to Dr. Umar and Kevin Samuels. And I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about the dead. Well, actually, yeah, I am going to talk bad about the dead because half the shit that he was saying was self-righteous entitled drivel. You should not be listening to that. Dr. Umar, like I understand that he wants to keep everything inside the race, but you shouldn't be telling, and don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure that I've seen and heard things that he've said, he said, basically call black women that day outside of their race, like not worth it or trash or whatever it is. That's bullshit. You should be able to date whoever the fuck you want to date. You should like, 
why are we this this is crazy like i understand go back to your roots go back to the whole go back to africa movement like i get it but also at the same time why are you demonizing women for who they choose or not choose to fall in love with why are you demonizing men for who they choose to date and i get it and this is like crazy not crazy to say because it's been the case for many many years now but even if black women were to try to exclusively date black men a lot of black men do not want to date black women that's point blank period i've i've tried a lot of them do not want to date me i'm not ugly i'm pretty hot if i do say so myself <laughs> but um yeah no a lot of them don't want to date black women and i'm just like Okay, so where do I fall in line? Black men don't want to date black women. Arabic men usually don't want to date black women. White men don't want to date black women. So who wants to date me? Like, I know there's more more men out there. I get it. I've gone on my fair share of dates. I mean, I just told you a story about two guys that I've gone on dates with, but it's the same thing. And I'm feeling conflicted between wanting to date black men and be like, hell yeah, like I, this is what I want. Like I want like my babies to be the same as I am. But at the same time, no matter what, even if I get married and have kids with a man who's not black, my kids are still gonna be black. So at this point, what does, what difference does it make? And I know a lot of people, my core demographic, um, probably can't relate to that because um, I was doing some background research on my previous episodes and a lot of my demographic are white women. So, hey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, Becky, am I allowed to say that? <clears throat> yeah, no, it's just like, why can't you date whoever the hell you want to date? Why can't I be with someone who I find attractive and not get shat on on Twitter for dating outside of my race? Like this is not 1950. It shouldn't be treated like it's 1950. Come on now. But yeah, so um, that's just something I've been, you know, thinking about and kind of like figuring where I stand on things. And I just think that a lot of people don't get it. They're, they don't have that same kind of um, ideals as me. And that's completely fine. Like I'm not saying that you need to believe whatever the hell I believe in. But at the same time, it'd be nice to know if there are other people out there that feel the same. And I think that they... <laughs> It's kind of hard to explain, but I think a lot of people put such high standards on black women that are very impossible to me. I mean, actually, it's very easy to explain. In order to date, if, in order for me to date a black man, I have to be educated, well-respected. Well, I mean, well-respected is a, a obvious, it's a given, but educated, well-respected, in a good job, um, two years ahead of my current year, I have to have my own apartment, no roommates, look a certain way all the time, not be loud, not be nagging, change my whole entire personality. I'm not saying that I'm loud and nag actually, yeah, no, sometimes I can be loud and naggy, but it's like, I have to change all of my exterior and interior features of me and my personality in order to date a black man. But other women who are not black can just come in and be however the hell they want to be and date a black man. Same thing with dating white guys, same thing with dating, like basically any other race, I have to be so much more and then some for me to even qualify. And then at the end of the day, they're still not going to peg me. Um, and I'm not even trying to be like a pick me girl, like, oh, pick me because I've had it so hard. Oh, pick me because I, I deserve this at this point. Reparations. No, it's not even it. It's just like they're unfair double standards that they put on, like a lot of people put on black women and it's crazy. I actually going to my facial, I saw this guy that I went on a date with, um, who had mommy issues, like major mommy issues. And he, I saw his girlfriend. Okay. Editing Ashley here again. I'm literally... The mommy issues thing has nothing to do with the story. It's just how I remember this man. He had major mommy issues to the point where he was calling me mommy. I'm literally 23 and you're 31, 32. Like, get a grip. But, um, or some therapy. Yeah. Get a grip and some therapy. But that, it has nothing to do with the story. I just had to identify who I was talking about. I hope you guys understand. Yeah. yeah. 
And I could absolutely tell that he was a fetishizer and I did not realize it. And I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Um, it was, it was a kind of a big age difference. He was like, what, 31, 32. And I was like 23. But, um, yeah, I was like, wow. Okay. And so the things that he was saying on the date made a lot more sense when I saw that it wasn't just me. I was a one-off like, oh, I'm going to go out with this black girl. No, he definitely just only dated black women. So that was a little bit something, but anyway, um, I'm going to pivot this conversation before it gets a little bit too heavy and you guys stop listening because whatever, but I need to tell you about this huge fight slash argument I had and my friendship breakup. I think I'm going to do a whole episode actually about knowing when to break up with your friends, knowing when to cut ties and let bygones be back. Honestly, not even let bygones be bygones, just getting the fuck out of there. Um, I recently broke up with a friend. <laughs> Give me a second. Cause I need, I need a minute. Yeah. So, okay. I'm back. Um, I recently broke up with a friend. She said some very nasty, vile things in an argument and like outed things that I didn't want known to the group of people that I was with that I also had just met some of them. I think it's very important to cut people off when you realize it's going to be an issue. I have this problem where I will continually give people the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just being a fool. I'm being an idiot. I'm being a big dummy. I kind of felt like this person was using me for a while now, kind of trauma dumping and just telling me the same stories about some guy that doesn't want her and she wants him and she's trying to get over it. Like, I understand I'm going to be there for you. I'm your friend. But at the same time, when I give her tough love and advice, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to try. Like, you don't understand. Like, it's a different type of relationship. I'm like, it seems very cut and dry and clear to me here, sitting here. And as it did then, I know people say hindsight is 20, 20 but I had that 2020 at the time that it was happening. So I would kind of tell her like, oh, whatever and then move on with the topics. But that was really all she had going in her life was a drama about this man. And I'm not here to air out her dirty laundry. I'm not here, like, we're still, like, even if we're not friends anymore, I'm not gonna air out her dirty laundry. Unless I'm gonna be real dirty. But I'm not gonna air out her dirty laundry like that on this, on this podcast. Maybe next week, who knows? But anyway, um, she uh, said some things to me that really had struck me the wrong way, rubbed me the wrong way, considering the company that we were with on the night that it all happened. We ended up arguing outside of a bar in like what, Midtown or something. And um, she started talking about my mother being in the hospital with really bad COVID. Like to this day, I mean, it's been months. She contracted COVID like in December, 2021. And it is now May, 2022. And she's still not back to work. Like it really hit her hard. Honestly, she almost died. So she kind of equated things her like it was a trivial issue that I didn't even know was an issue until that moment trivial issue and equated that to her being there for me when my mother was like dying in the hospital okay I'm I don't want to get into all of that right now but it was very hurtful and very crazy that she said that so right there and then I had cut her off and the people around me were like oh you don't mean that like it'll be okay just talk when you guys are sober and it's like no I'm sober I had two drinks the whole night I didn't even finish the second one like I'm good I know exactly what I'm saying and I'm sticking by it. And I said, do not ever contact me again. And a lot of friendship breakups don't end in a big goodbye type moment, but it sometimes it needs to be a conscious decision that you make to remove that negativity and that source of stress in your life to keep your sanity. Sometimes it's hard. Like I get it. People are upset when they break up with their friends. Like I've had a few friendship breakups that, you know, I mean, ultimately we we reconciled, but this one, I don't see myself reconciling with this person because truly the things that they said cut deep using personal, using things I've told them in confidence 
things I've explicitly mentioned do not say anything in front of XYZ person because frankly, it's none of their business and I don't want them to be involved in it. And she said it, she's used it. And that's something that I can't go back from. You've lost all my trust, my respect. I've helped you. I've, you know, tried to be there for you. And, you know, sometimes I, I will admit I do talk about myself a lot. I mean, hell, I have this freaking podcast, but there should be a balance in between friends. And I'm not saying not a balance, but there should be some type of relationship at where you are in life. And I think we were in different places in life. Like I have had my big girl job now for about a year, actually over a little, a couple of weeks over a year. And I am living my best single life, sort of, um, dating around, having fun, going to dinner, brunch, whatever, getting drunk, throwing up, having fun, just enjoying myself and enjoying my twenties. And she is older than me, um, in a different phase of her life. I think she has a child, um, has now been like basically like unemployed for a couple years now and trying to find a job, moving to a new city, stuff like that. And I get it. I respect her for that. That's a really hard decision to make and everything. But I think we're at different points in our life where I can't really be that rock for you. I can't really be there for you all the time in the way that you need me to be. And me not feeling appreciated has made it so I don't want to be friends with her. She had said that I don't do anything all day, that I don't really do anything at work. And that's that was crazy to me to hear that because I I work very hard. I wake up I answering. I'm on all the time. Like every time like someone calls work-related, I answer. I don't know who it could be. I have to figure it out. I work. I work hard. And I don't think she saw that in the short amount of time that she saw me working. And she wasn't there the whole time. Like there are times where it's like I have one to two, three hours where I don't have to do anything, but then it's back-to-back meetings. And I don't think she was getting that. And she kind of tried to backtrack on her statement whenever we were arguing, saying that I don't do anything for work. And therefore I should have helped her with the minor issue that had that arose that she compared it to, you know, my mom being in the hospital. And that's what set me off because I've had to work. I've had to work hard. Trust me, I didn't want to be in school. I hated school. I liked the social aspect of it, but I hate I don't like being in a classroom. I'll be honest. I don't. And it kind of struck deep because no matter what, I already know me being who I am, that I can't change. I'm going to have to work 10 times as hard to get half as much. I'm going to have to work for the rest of my life to prove myself to people. And that's, that cut deep. And I was not about it. I wasn't happy. It upset me. And yeah, whatever. That's what it is. And I realized then and there I needed to break up with this friend and I wish that it could have been in a better way, but it was time to just cut ties and let, let it be that, let it end that way even though it didn't end well, it needed to end. And her birthday was the following week and I didn't, I didn't say anything. And I know she was very excited about her birthday and everything, but I feel like if I had tried to say, you know, happy birthday, it would have just sucked me back into that toxic friendship. And it was a very much a give, give, give friendship, not even like money or anything. It was time. It was time and emotional availability. And I had like, I wasn't in a good place. Like this past couple weeks where I haven't uploaded, I was dealing with a lot dealing with work stuff, dealing with this friend, trying to figure out about my relationship situation, whatever it is. And it was like, damn, I need to take time for myself. And this friendship is not serving me. And that's might be, it may be selfish, but it wasn't serving me. Um, and yeah, it, it is what it is, whatever. Um, speaking of having a tough time during relationships and trying to figure that out, I did recently speak with Yell guy. He's returning stateside in the next month or so or next month or whatever and I'm excited I'm gonna give him like time to you know settle back in and get a nice good American haircut because um I'm kind of scared to see what it looks like from being overseas for 
like six months. Um, it, yeah, but are like exactly the same as how we left him because he was very hot. But anyway, y'all guys coming back, so I'll have updates about that for you. I don't think I mentioned him before. I know me, Alex, and Jilly Willie previously had recorded a podcast about a year ago. Never made it online. But um, we recorded the podcast and we talked at length about Yo Guy and how, oh, I was head over heels for him, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 you know, whatever. But um, I, I don't know. We'll see where it takes us. He seems really nice. And I don't know what we're doing. If he's looking for a relationship or not a relationship, I don't know yet. We're going to figure it out. But I think I'm going to go into it a little bit more independently and not be so codependent. It's been something that I've been working on because I am a very independent person overall. But in relationships, I can kind of act a little bit codependent and need that validation, like, oh, this person likes me, to keep it moving, to keep things happy up here in the noggin. Oops, sorry, guys. But um, yeah, I think I'm finally getting into my group. I, I know what I want to do. I have plans. I have tentative vacation plans lined up, and I'm excited for them. I'm stoked. I'm getting things together. I'm reading books. I'm <laughs> probably reading a little bit too many romance novels, honestly. I'm fully expecting these men to literally, quite literally, come sweep me off my feet like um, Train Guy did. But and that was also, sorry to pivot back to this, but that was another thing that this friend that I had broken up with, she kept bringing this guy up. And I, like, I'm over him, relation, like, emotionally. So I didn't really keep wanting to talk about him. Like, yeah, I can make jokes here and there. Like, I'm completely fine. Like, a couple months ago, this would have, like, really hurt deep. And, like, I would probably start crying or something. But I'm fine on that front. I just wish that she would have stopped talking about it. Like, I get that you haven't been in New York. But also, I asked her to stop. And... I didn't, I, I don't know. I just don't trust her to stop speaking about those type of things. And whenever we're hanging out, she's always speaking about someone else's man, someone else's boyfriend saying things like she doesn't care if they were together. She would have, she would been able to bag that or whatever the terminology she used was. And that made me uncomfortable. And I asked her, I was like, you know, I know these people that you're talking about. And I really don't like that um, without giving, you know, too much detail, but it is what it is. That's what's going on. I'm kind of, oh my gosh. I didn't even tell you half of the past two weeks of my life. Um, I, I don't I really want to talk about it, but I had a, a death with someone in my family that I was pretty close to. Not a talk on a regular basis, but that was that was my boy. Um, and then I had COVID the week before that. And I'm just now spending time reconnecting with family and getting to know them and not getting to know them, but getting to know them better and over again since as an adult now, I haven't been you know connecting with family in that way. Been doing that. So it's been a little bit hard and just trying to get through it. I mean, like we all have those weeks that shit just hits the freaking fan and you're like, damn, what have I done to deserve this? And the answer is nothing. We haven't done anything to deserve it. That's just life. And I'm realizing that now and I'm like, okay, that's life. Got to deal with it. And having this clarity now, this post, post COVID clarity, people don't say that it's post COVID brain fog. Um, having this post COVID clarity is kind of giving me a little bit more insight into like how I want to live my life and how I want to be that girl. And I know I'm pretty sure last last um, week I talked about being that girl and how it's kind of unattainable and unachievable, but I'm going to try. Um, or at least my version of that girl. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I'll let you know. Um, it's time for the sponsor of today's episode. And that sponsors me. Subscribe, follow, leave a rating, something. Let me know you're listening because um, at this point, I think you guys hate me and it's not fair, but whatever. Anyway. Next week, we're going to talk about how to break up with your friends. We're going to talk about whatever the hell me and Chloe want to talk about. I don't even know Chloe's coming on, but I'm going to say whatever the hell me and Chloe want to talk about. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's get it moving. I have a portobello mushroom burger that's calling my name. So see ya.
Ashley, a podcast by yours truly, Ashley. <laughs>